Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And the Ben Jarofsky Show starts right now. It is Thursday, June 24th, live from my apartment in his attic. This is the Ben Jarofsky Show. I am DJ Nate, filling in for the one and only Dr. D. Today on the program, we have the great alderwoman, Jeanette Taylor. And now, your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Good Trouble Thursday, and here's why. First of all, yes, indeed, the voice you heard is not Dennis. That is not Dennis. Dr. D is on vacation. That's Nate. As he said, DJ Nate, our weekend producer, does the bonus shows for us with Dr. D, not a doctor on vacation. Nate is stepping in. By the way, Nate is not a doctor either. Although, as I say, he's a DJ, so you could say he's a doctor of DJology. He does weddings, confirmations, anniversaries, bar mitzvahs, house parties, whatever. You need it, you give him a call. All right? Let's get down to business. Wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it. And even though I saw it, I still don't believe it. I didn't actually see it live. The action was going down. I was preparing for yesterday's show. But all my friends and guests and fellow Chicago political junkies were sending me texts about it. We've been talking about it ever since. At yesterday's city council's meeting, Mayor Lori Lightfoot called for a recess and then stepped down from the podium and walked across the council floor and got into the face of an older woman. That would be older woman Jeanette Taylor, the 20th Ward, a very good friend of this show. The mayor got in the older woman's face, and the older woman said, don't get into my face, and they went at it for a while, right out there in the open for the whole world to see, with photographers snapping away, pictures sent through the internet, everybody writing memes, making wisecracks, and now it's even in the old snail newspapers, old school newspapers, front pages of both, Sun-Times and the Tribune. By the way, this is the funny, sad thing about it. I must have told 100 people. Well, that's an exaggeration. I've told a lot of people, oh, my God, the picture of Jeanette Taylor and Lori Lifers on the front page of the Sun-Times and the Tribune, and nobody has seen it. I think I'm the only one in the city of Chicago who actually reads a newspaper. Literally, I'm holding up the whole industry by subscribing to them. Sorry about that tangent. By chance, total happenstance, I had it booked, Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor to be on my show today. Why, you ask? Am I a fortune teller? Did I see the future like a character in a Stephen King novel and know that she'd be on the front page of the Sun-Times and the Chicago Tribune? No. As I said, Jeanette Taylor is a good friend of the show. She's a frequent guest. Why, you ask? Is she a frequent guest on my show? Well, that is a good question. I will now answer it. One, she has something interesting to say. Two, she's not afraid to say it. She's not one of those guests. You ask them a question, they look at the microphone like the microphone's going to do the talking. I'm like, guest, you have to talk. The microphone doesn't have a mind of its own. 
You can't do a podcast with a guest who just looks at the mic. This is a guest. Okay, the mic's not going to talk, guest. You're just staring at that cat and microphone. Anyway, Jeanette Taylor is not afraid to talk. And three, maybe most important, she's a lefty, a democratic socialist, and not afraid to say so. Like, by the way, I'm going to go on a tangent, India Walton, who just may be the next mayor of Buffalo, having won the Democratic primary last, what was it, two days ago, beating out a four-term incumbent, who's such a bad sport, He's talking about running a writing campaign. Come on, dude. You're better than that. You lost. Just send her a congratulating telegram. Say you're going to work with her. Telegram. You can tell I'm old. Nobody sends telegrams anymore. The video of India Walton calling her mom to tell her the news that she had won is one of my favorite images of the week. I don't know if you saw it, folks, but she's, uh, there was a footage of her on the sidewalk going, Mommy, I won. <laughs> I've watched that thing like 20 times. Little tears coming down my eyes. I'm streaming down my face. I'm just an old sap. A word on India Walton. She had her first child at age 14, dropped out of high school, got her GED, went on, became a nurse, got involved in politics. And the thing is, I always say this on the show. I'm an old guy. I'm a baby boomer. I've raised kids. I empathize with India Walton's mother. Now, I'm very proud of what India Walton has accomplished. She's 30-something years old. She could be the next mayor. But I empathize with the mother who raised her and helped her get through all those crises in her life. And anyone out there who's a parent knows what I'm talking about. It's not a straight line in life, my friends. Not every kid is captain of the football team or the star cheerleader or the straight-A student or in the student plays. Some of them will put some serious gray in your hair. But if you have patience and you have faith and you work at it and you don't give up on that kid, the kid who put that gray in your hair will be the next mayor of Buffalo. So God bless you, Mommy Walton. <laughs> Second favorite image. This is totally sports related, but I'm going to say it anyway. Shakari Richardson winning the 100-meter dash. Folks, I love track and field. That's maybe why I love it so much. But when she was done winning that race, she ran up in the stands and hugged her grandmother. <laughs> Who probably, because her mom had died, her grandmother raised her. It was like appreciation for parents week. So I had some, it gave me a little hope watching uh, uh, Shikari Richard. Man, by the way, she can freaking fly, but that's a whole other story. And finally, favorite image number three, Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Folks, I must say, in my humble opinion, that was inappropriate. This is me speaking. I have a podcast. I write a column, so I get to say my opinions. In my humble opinion, it was really inappropriate for the mayor of the city of Chicago to confront an alderman like that. We'll get into the specifics with Jeanette Taylor sitting here. I've never seen anything like it. I've been around a long time, not even during Council Wars. Council Wars was that time in the 1980s where 29 aldermen, 28 on the white, decided it would be a good idea to block anything Harold Washington did, the first black mayor the city of Chicago's ever had, on the grounds that if you sabotage the Harold Washington administration, he will lose re-election. They openly said it. In that way, they were very similar to Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. Yeah, they came right out and said that's what they were doing, and that's what they tried to do. But even during those days, Harold Washington somehow managed not to jump down from the podium and get into someone's face. The closest he came is when he told Eddie Rodoliak, you want a little of this? And he made a fist. 
Not even under Daly. Richard M. Daly. Get all red. He get mad at the alderman. Get red in the face. <laughs> Daly. You know, maybe turn off their microphones. But I never saw him leave the state. Get in their face. Leave the podium. And even Rahm is condescending and patronizing. One of the most condescending, patronizing people I have ever met. Even he never left the podium. He may have poked Scott Wagusback, Alderman Scott Wagusback, in the belly once. But at least it was, I think Wagusback had come to him to talk at the podium. It wasn't the other way around. So anyway, I'd never seen anything like it. But you know what, Chicago? I can't make fun of you. I can't blame it on the dumb voters of the city of Chicago because I voted for Lori Lightfoot. I'm very disappointed right now, but I did vote for Lori Lightfoot. She came to the hideout, told me everything I wanted to hear, and I did not expect a day like this would come. So I guess this means I really am a Chicagoan because I voted for a mayor that I'm not particularly happy with. We got a great show today, everybody. As I was saying, Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor is here. I'm looking at her right now. And uh, when I originally booked Jeanette Taylor, we were gonna, I had a whole list of things that I wanted to talk to her about. We maybe get to some of those, uh, Jeanette, but I got a feeling we're going to spend most of our time talking about what went down yesterday in the Chicago City Council. For So first of all, Jeanette, welcome back to the show, Cotter. It's good to see your face. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thank you for having me. Hey, Nate. All right, let's take it step-by-step, uh, step. Uh, Jeanette. And uh, I said it was very important when I was talking to you before the show to talk about what led to that moment that's now been put on the front pages of newspapers uh, in, in Chicago? It just, just didn't happen. Uh, there was something that led to it. And I happen to have, I keep this. Uh, it had, this is the press statement that Mayor Lori Lightfoot issued on December 15th, 2020, regarding Anjanette Young. Uh, Anjanette Young, of course, was the West Side resident who uh, was taking a shower in her home. Uh, bothering no one, and all of a sudden, police knocked down the door to no knock warrant, and she had just come out of the shower. She was naked, and all of a sudden, there's like a dozen cops in her room, in her house, and they put her in handcuffs. It was probably obvious from a, like the first minute that they had the wrong address, which they did. Uh, but she was humiliated for about forty minutes or so, and that case has been kicking around uh, ever since. So that was December of nineteen. Uh, excuse me, twenty nineteen. Uh, so, Jeanette, why don't you start uh, by talking about what is it that Mayor Lori Lightfoot's administration has done regarding the uh, Anjanette Young case uh, that has upset you so much? Absolutely nothing. And so Corporation Counsel contacted Anjanette Young's lawyer and her to say either they take this one million dollars or the case will be dismissed. And if you think about the humiliation that this woman went through, that don't even compare because we can never give her back the dignity. I'm sure she lost standing there naked in front of all of those folks. They put a blanket on her that still exposed her. And the entire time they had her handcuffed all to be at the wrong house. And her clearly saying, whoever you're looking for is not here. And then after they realized they were at the wrong house, they continued to look for something just to justify what they did. And so Mayor Lightfoot said that this was disgrace. So did Superintendent Brown, that it was unfair and that we would make sure that Ms. Young would get justice. Justice is not ignoring an ordinance where Ms. Young worked with myself, Alderwoman Harrison, 
Alderwoman Sophia King and Alderwoman Maria Hatton on legislation with Ms. Young and community groups and organizations, you come up with your own ordinance instead of working with us. And then the bigger slap in the face to tell her that is the, her case is going to be missed by the person that you're trying to appoint to the corporation council. And so I wasn't having it yesterday. I wasn't. If people would remember myself, Ray Lopez, and all the women, <coughs> excuse me, Stephanie Coleman, put in an, or, uh, a resolution to say that we should not go to court with Ms. Young and whatever she is asking for, the city would give us. We should give her. And how we got here, I'm not sure. Corporation Council is supposed to represent the people, not side with the mayor, right or wrong. And so this is not about this Latinx woman. This was about the appointment to Corporation Council. And this was about Anjanetta Young. And so Alderman Ray Lopez uh, DP'd it, which was deferred and published, which means he said, we don't deal with this today. We wait till the next city council meeting. And of course, he need a second idea. And at that point, um, the mayor is pointing her finger and she's saying, like, meet me in the back. And so at first, I thought she was talking to Nick Spazzato because he sits like right in front of me. You know, all the freshmen and the people with no seniority are in the seats where usually our neighbors sit. And so then she's like, no, I'm pointing to you. <clears throat> so I'm meeting her in the back. What I thought she was going to do was say to me, can you please reconsider? You know, we'll talk about that. We can we can we can negotiate this. We can talk about it, but don't do this. She comes to the back. She gets in my face. We 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 chest to head because I'm taller than her. She's screaming and she has her finger in my face. And I'm like, when you see my hand go up, I'm saying, lower your voice and get your hand out of my face. So eventually she puts her hand down, but she continues to scream at me. And I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman. I am not a child. Stop yelling at me. And so she continued to yell. And I said, ever since they've given you this power during COVID-19, you've lost your mind. You've blocked everything that we've tried to do for our people and you become problematic. Clearly, you don't understand that I am your coworker. You are not my boss. And until you, us, and this city work together, Chicago is not going to move. She threw up her hand and she walked away. And so from the pictures that were taken, it looked like I was attacking her when I was the one who was initially attacked. And what she is used to do, used to, is people backing down. I'm a black woman just like she is struggling in this space. I got grown kids. My mother has never done that to me, and I'm definitely not going to let you do it. And so when a bully continues to bully you, you stand up to the bully. And she was definitely acting like a bully yesterday. <coughs> I'm disappointed. I don't like what she did because this is a woman that I text. This is a woman that I check on. I don't agree with her politically. And I had this conversation with her when I first got into office. My lived experience tells me something different, but I don't have to disrespect you. I'm not calling you little Lord Larry or Lori. I'm not doing any of that. I'll go against your, your politics and that's it. And so for her to mistreat me like that, she owes me an apology. And I want that apology to be just as loud as that disrespect. All right, uh, Jeanette, a lot to uh, break down there. Uh, and by the way, we, it reminds me, 
I didn't mention this in the opening, but when I heard you do the recitation, uh, the great Karen Lewis, when she was meeting with Rom, now this was behind the scenes, Jeanette. This was not out in front of the city council. Uh, but when Karen Lewis, the former president of the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, and a great, great, great figure in Chicago politics, in my humble opinion. Anyway, uh, yes, rest in peace, Karen. And um, would have been the mayor in 2015 had she not gotten ill, but that's neither here nor there. Um, although very painful to think about. But uh, so when she first met with Rom in August of, uh, I think it was 2011, I forget when it was, uh, he dropped the F-bomb on her. And he said to her, you know, fuck you, Lewis. We're podcasts that we're allowed to swear. And uh, <laughs> he picked the wrong person to say that to because Karen Lewis just got up. And it was like you. She's like, nobody says that to me. My husband doesn't talk. Nobody talks to me that way. You know, and, and I think there's something about mayors of the city of Chicago, uh, Jeanette. I'm thinking, I've been thinking about this. It's something about giving them all that power, giving them all that prestige. They, they appoint all the people on all the boards and the bodies. Uh, they run the city council meetings. They name the chairs of the city councils. Just think about this. The legislative body, Jeanette Taylor, but the alderman, I mean, excuse me, the mayor names the chairs. Oh, they're always, it's like, the, no, we have to have the mayor control education. We have to have the mayor control police because if our mayor is not in charge of everything, our city will fall apart and it will be like a hell. All this power, Jeanette Taylor, goes to their heads. I've seen it happen daily, Rom and now Lori Lightfoot. It goes to their heads and they start thinking they're like the emperor. I've had conversations and gotten in all three of their faces. I'm okay with it because I say all the time, I don't care if it's Beyonce. I don't care if it's Queen Elizabeth. Unchecked power is dangerous to this democracy, and she is no different. All right, let's break it down and uh, and start uh, with uh, the Anjanette Young matter. Uh, the lawyer in question is Celia uh, Meza, uh, who is an ally of Mayor Lightfoot, and Mayor Lightfoot wants her to be the Corporation Council, and the Corporation Council is the chief lawyer for the city of Chicago, uh, it runs the law department, very powerful, important position. The last full-time uh, chief uh, counsel of the city of Chicago was uh, Mark Flesner, I believe his name is. I'm doing this off of memory. Uh, and he stepped down with Anjanette. Somehow or other, it was his fault. <laughs> yeah, he stepped down over uh, Anjanette Young. When she stepped down as Anjanette Young, then you go disrespect Anjanette Young and then try to appoint her. Yeah, so she was... So your objection to her is uh, based on what? In particular, uh, what has uh, Mesa done the, that uh, uh, has upset you? For me, it's not about her. It's about the Corporation Council being for the people. You are supposed to protect the citizens, not side with the mayor of the city council, period. So it's never about her. Don't know a lot about her. Ain't heard some of the greatest things about her, but it ain't about her at all. And so let's let, let's kill that rhetoric right there. It is not about her. It is about the mistreatment of somebody we know that was wrongly mistreated by people the taxpayers pay for. That's what this is about. Nothing more, nothing less. They tried to twist it and I'm trying to cut the Latinx. No, not. Not. Has nothing to do with it. It's about corporation counsel realizing who they represent and who they're supposed to work with. And it ain't the mayor. 
which is why she took it so personal. She being Lori Lightfoot you're talking about took yes. it so personal. Um, it, is, there, uh, is there a settlement that you think would be respectful to Anjanette Young that the city should entertain? One million dollars is a slap in the face. Whatever she asking for. You know how many police lawsuits that we approve? You know how many fire chiefs and firefighters we approve a lawsuit for women they sexually harass? You know how much we spend it in lawsuits for wrongful actions of the police? Whatever she asking for. She need that and the kitchen sink. If this was a white woman, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Uh, so... I have to agree with you on that last point, by the way. Uh, so the defer and publish strategy that uh, you and Raymond Lopez employed uh, would effectively, it's its available to any uh, two aldermen in the Chicago City Council. It's part of the rules. Uh, it What it does is it puts off for until the next meeting, which is generally a month away, action on this particular uh, matter. Um, for many reasons. Uh, so in, in this particular case, uh, Jeanette, uh, if let's say you did get that extra month, as opposed to the mayor immediately uh, called for a meeting for this Friday. So it's an extra day. Uh, but if you did get that month, what would you have liked to have seen the mayor do with that extra time uh, in terms of negotiating and uh, reaching some kind of settlement or agreement? I would like for her to have a real conversation with Ms. Young. Ask Ms. Young, what is it that she want? Because Ms. Young made it very clear to us that it wasn't about money. It was about having legislation to change the way police do no-knock raids. And so whatever this woman is asking for, when, when the mayor and the superintendent of police say this was wrong, and then we backtracking like, take this or leave it, come on. Come on, who stands up for everyday people? I didn't get into politics to go along to get along. I came here because I want to create change and I want to bring people to the table who normally the city ignore. And so Ms. Young is a person that would have been ignored. If there was never a videotape, nobody would even believe Ms. Young. And so the thought that the, the, this, this council would do this to her is wrong. It's wrong as all. And so the same way that she could use her power to stop something from going to city and council, I'm going to use my power to stop things she wants to do. She stopped the meeting. She stopped Lakeshore Drive from being called. When we were trying to do marijuana and not call the vote because we could get more votes, she stopped that. Uh, one of the uh, uh, things that caught me off guard, uh, Jeanette, was that uh, your partner uh, in this uh, endeavor is uh, Alderman Raymond Lopez of the 15th Ward. He just happened to be on the show on Tuesday. Uh, so I teasingly texted him. I got the Defer and Publish team coming on this week. Uh, <laughs> Defer was on Tuesday and Publish is on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I always bring uh, Ray Lowe on. Uh, he, he's a very good friend of the show. But he's he is to the right of where I am and where most of my guests are. But I always say we should listen to, you know, he's a Democrat. He's on the right side of Democrat. Let's hear what he has to say. He's got different attitudes about policing. Uh, but I think it's very important that Democrats not just speak to their themselves, if you follow what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, get your friends together. And everybody agrees on everything. <laughs> well, there's other people out there. You know, they get to vote, too. You should talk to them. 
Um, I kind of draw the line at MAGA, but maybe I should be a little more open-minded. Oh, I've had Nick Spazato on the show. Um, so how, how did it come around, come about that you and Raylo uh, decided uh, that would, you would be the two that would do this defer and publish? So we share Inglewood together, and I want people to understand why I don't agree with any of Nick Spazato's nothing. I agree with none of his policies, none of his politics. I respect him as my coworker, period. Same thing goes for Ray Lopez. I don't always agree with what he do, and I'm sure it's vice versa. But I respect him as a coworker, and he was one of the very first people to say, let's stand up for Miss Young. And that's one of the reasons is because people don't understand he represents a Black and Latinx ward, which I have a part of. And so clearly he's speaking for some the folks that he represented his war. I think we forget that these jobs that afford us this lifestyle we have, we get them because we're supposed to represent the people in our war. And so, uh, again, the action of a deferred publish uh, is you delay it uh, for one month. And I would just like to point out it's used all the time. And in fact, we, we have a great deal of fun with this, uh, Jeanette. Um, but last month, uh, David Moore has been a guest on this show as well, uh, and his proposal to change the outer drive from Lakeshore Drive to DeSable Drive uh, was about to come before the Chicago City Council. And David tells me, swears up and down, he had the votes to pass it. I don't know if he had the votes to override a veto, Jeanette, but he claims he has the votes to pass it. All right. Uh, Sophia King, Alderwoman of the Fourth Ward, who his, was his ally in that endeavor, uh, raised her hand. Uh, to be called on by the mayor and to ask for a roll call uh, on that vote. And Sophia King swears up and down that her hand was in here. This is like little kids in a classroom with the mayor. She swears up and down that her hand was up in the air first. But instead of picking on her, which would have called for a roll call vote, Mayor Lori Lightfoot picked on Brian Hopkins, nowadays that's her favorite alderman from the second ward uh, we call him mr tiff on this show because he got about 1.2 billion dollars worth of tiff for the lincoln uh, yards project i can't blame you for that uh alderman uh alderwoman jeanette taylor because you were not in the city council when they passed it and i know you would have voted against it uh so he she called on brian hopkins and we have the clip of you know sophia king saying oh come on madam president come on so, in other words, what I'm saying, Jeanette, is that this is a tactic that a deferred publish that the mayor uses as well. She used that extra month to try to win over voters to uh, dr drop their support for David Moore's uh, DuSable Drive proposal. Am I correct in that? Correct. So this is a, a very typical and usual uh, practice that aldermen uh, do from time to time, and it's not that unusual. Uh, that's her counterpunch uh, that she's put out in the press, that what you guys did was so outrageous uh, that you upset and disturbed the meeting. What's your response to that? So the person who does it more than anybody, or she gets her chairs or people that's, that ride with her to do it all the time. What? She's special. She's the only one that... I, I I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I'm, I'm not, she's not my boss. She's my coworker. And the sooner she understands that, the better off she'll be. I'm elected. My job is to represent the people in my community. And so I have the right 
to use their power that they allowed me to use in this seat to protect their interests. She does it all the time. And she doesn't follow rules. Look how crazy the city council meetings have been going. She won't even probably, they've been passing out Robert Rules of Order. She needs to be the first person to read it. Because clearly she doesn't follow protocol. There was, by the way, a letter uh, that was signed by, I forget how many aldermen uh, that went out today. Uh, I believe you were one of the aldermen who signed it. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, and it called on uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, to uh, consistently follow the rules of order in a city council meeting and not selectively use the rules to uh, prop up whatever she wanted to get done. Uh, why did you sign that, uh, that letter, Jeanette? Because I want us to do things the right way. Let's not act like people from around the country are not watching these city council meetings. And this looks like dictatorship and not democracy. That's why this letter went out. And so just because you're the mayor doesn't mean you can't, you don't have to follow the rules. She has to follow the rules like everybody else. Have you heard from Mayor Lori Lightfoot since all this went down yesterday? Nope. Why would it? She doesn't think she did anything wrong. Have any of her intermediaries reached out to you? Any uh, like legislative liaisons or aides so or allies? IG anybody? Is, my IG person is a young one, young lady named Amanda, and I me and Amanda talk about almost everything. And so Amanda called me today just to ask about where I was on Lakeshore Drive and <clears throat> asking me about um, the deferring publish because I never told Amanda I don't have to. But I told Amanda I was not happy about what they're pulling with Ms. Young, and they're going to hear about it from me. I let that be known. So this shouldn't have been a shock to them because I said what I said. And so the thought <clears throat> that I wasn't able to do this without being attacking, and did I mention she walked right past Ray Lopez to attack me? Why do you think she walked past him and went directly to you? Because he, he and her get into it all the time. He he knew for a fact, she knew for a fact that he was going to get with her. She didn't think I would. That's it. She didn't think that I would say anything to her. And had she come back to me in the right way, I wouldn't have. I would have listened to what she said. And I would have said, I heard what you said. But as an elected official that represents the people, I'm doing what I think is right. It didn't have to go that way. She started it. I just finished it. That's simple. Do you think she thought she could intimidate you? Oh, of course. So what's next uh, on this matter? It'll come before the city council on Friday. Uh, do you plan to speak about it? Yep. You're probably going to defer and publish again. Can you do it twice? Other people could do it. I don't have to. You know, I'm not a parliamentarian. <laughs> uh, I'm not a parliamentarian. I don't even pretend that I'm a parliamentarian. I'm not sure you could do it twice. It'd be <laughs> interesting to see. But these days... You need a whole meeting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've seen it done before. It seems as though that the parliamentary rules are written in sand, not stone. So people do whatever they want uh, and change the rules all the time. So uh, maybe uh, it'll be changed once again. But my understanding is you can only do it once. Uh, we shall see what goes down on uh, Friday. All right, uh, let's move on, uh, Jeanette, to uh, other matters uh, while I have you here. Get your thoughts on some of the other issues of the day. Uh, and we'll start with DuSable Drive. We've been talking a lot about that on the show. We've had a lot of different guests on. Um, what's your thoughts? Are you going to vote yes to change to DuSable Drive, or are you going to vote no? Go ahead. 
I'm not going to vote on the compromise. They want to compromise and to call it Usabo Lakeshore Drive. <clears throat> it's not what the community said it wanted. That's not what we originally agreed to. And so, no, I'm not voting on it. Is that the measure that's going to come before the city council? Is that that's final? The that's going to did, come did David Moore agree to that? Name, yes. So that's what we should have had a conversation about it. What I don't like is these, the organization, along with <coughs> Alderman Moore and Alderwoman Sophia King, been working on this for two years. They clearly could have did this and said that there was a problem before now. They waited to the last minute to come and stop this. And so that's not fair. And I'm just, I'm not going to go along with that. that. That's not right. That's not fair to Alderman Moore or Alderwoman Sophia King. So, no, I'm not voting on the compromise. Um, if we wanted to lane this Trump lane, it would have been done yesterday. This is about this being a black man that we want to, that who discovered Chicago, that we want to name after of it. Now it's a problem. You know I'm right, Ben. That's why you're laughing. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't even know if Nick Spazano would vote to name it after uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe Napolitano would vote for it, but uh, I don't know. Even I don't think Nick Spazano would vote to change Lakeshore Drive for Donald Trump. Maybe they could find one alderman uh, from the <laughs> from the Fraternal Order Police who would name it for mm -hmm. Donald Trump. You know, Jen, I have I, I, I have to I have to admit it caught me off guard the opposition to it, and uh, I had fun with it. I wrote a column about it for the Reader. And, you know, there's that song about Lakeshore Drive, which I really like as an old 70s guy. I really like the song. But my attitude about, like, I'll call it whatever I want to call it. You know, Jeanette, they change the names of things all the time. Thank uh, you. They change White Sox Park. Uh, right. They change. You know, I still call it White Sox. Me and you both. Sears Tower, Willis Tower. I still call it the Sears Tower. Not changing what it is to me. Yeah, so you know, you it. I, I half the time I call the United Center the Chicago Stadium because that's what I grew up with, the Chicago Stadium. So it's like it did catch me off guard. I have to admit, so much uh, opposition to it, and and again, I don't know why. Who Mayor Lori Lightfoot's listening to, but um, why she would care so much, I I don't understand. Uh, so. Um, I know it's not the most serious topic we're facing. Is if we was naming this Trump Lane, it, it'll be done. It wouldn't be no question about it. They would wrangle up the votes. So they would do whatever they have to do to justify to doing it. Because this is a black man who discovered Chicago. It's all this. Well, we don't know, and we got to pay to change our IDs and blah 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 blah. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop. Foolishness. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. Well, that will be uh, Friday's vote. It'll be interesting to see uh, what how that one uh, works out. Uh, the other matter that I'd love to get your thoughts on, uh, and it kind of relates to what I was saying in my opening remarks, uh, Ray Lopez was on the show, as I said, on Tuesday, and he was telling me about his proposal. We, we debated it a little bit. That would hold parents accountable, uh, if passed, uh, for the criminal actions of their children. So if, you know, your child was arrested for having a gun or uh, getting in some kind of trouble, uh, you, the parent, may have to pay a fine or may have to go to some kind of class, attend some kind of class, a parent accountability class. Uh, 
but you would effectively be held accountable uh, by the powers that be for the action of your child. And that's a proposal uh, that Raymond Lopez, the alderman of the 15th Ward, has. Your thoughts on that? It's a hell no. You are, we teach our kids one thing, they go out in the world and people show them something totally different. Peer pressure is real and influence. And while I got mad respect for him, he don't know what he's talking about. I got five kids. They got 30 different personalities apiece. And I never know who they gonna be when we wake up in the morning. So I'm supposed to be accountable because they're under some type of pressure in the community to do something that Lord knows I didn't teach them. And I'm supposed to be responsible. Please have some children and understand how parenthood works. I got three boys and two girls. Yeah. My girls are their mother all day long. They don't care about standing up to who they will do it. My sons, they are men that take care of their families. At least my oldest two. My baby, he's still home with me. But they are men that take care of the women. They didn't want to go to no college. I knew when they was in high school, they barely made it because they didn't want to. They didn't see the the they didn't see the reason for wanting to go. And I that was nothing I forced on them. My middle boy, he do what middle kids do, whatever he wants to do to get attention. And so because he fighting to get attention, I'm gonna go to jail or I got a fine or no, go, go, no. It's a no. That's not that's not how we change the city, the dynamics. What we do is stop funding the police. And we make sure that we put money in programs and after school and summer jobs and people make a living wage. We can get rid of some of this violence. Y'all love putting a a Band-Aid on a bullet woman. That's exactly what this ordinance will do. It's a no for me. Uh, That just that points out how remarkable it is, in my humble opinion, uh, that Raymond Lopez teamed up with Jeanette Taylor. Those two, uh, Jeanette, your response to that, Bill, and his uh, defense of it, shows how remarkable it was that you came together on this Anjanette Young matter. Uh, that, but that's what all my coworkers, I don't agree with Nick Spasato, but I ain't gonna disrespect them. I'll go against his politics all day long. I know he pro-police. I'll, in his eyes, the police never do anything wrong. When clearly we all looking at a camera at Miss Anjanette Young standing butt naked and they did nothing. And they at the wrong house. I didn't, I didn't, where was the where was the Blue Lives Matter crew then? Where was they at? So I don't agree with this politics. But that don't mean I'm gonna disrespect the man. I'm just that's not who I am. Alderman Ed Burke was there before I was born. And he clearly was trying to say, This is how you run a meeting, this is how you do. And I don't agree with all the decisions he ever made and what he's done, but I got respect for him. You ain't gonna never see me disrespecting him, walking up in his face straight, hollering at him. It's not what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Our lived experience makes us who we are, and they tell us sometimes. I have to admit, Jeanette, uh, watching Ed Burke emerge as the leader uh, for city council independence for the mayor, I have to laugh. I just have to say this. I'm old enough to remember the whole career of Ed Burke. He was the leader of the council ward faction against Mayor Washington, he and Ed Bredoyak. Uh, and so he was always talking about city council independence then. This is me speaking, not Jeanette Taylor. He was always talking about city council then. As soon, as soon as Harold Washington has passed away and Eugene Sawyer has been defeated by Richard M. Daly, all of a sudden, Ed Burke 
is takes all that experience he has and all that outspoken independence about how the city council is independent of the mayor, and he turns right around and becomes a tool for Mayor Richard M. Daley. And he used all that experience as the council leader to push through all these dumb, wasteful, unfair, inequitable proposals by Richard M. Daley. This is me speaking, not Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor. All that mastery of the legislative process he used to get the, sell the parking meters for a fraction, push through the Olympics, which would have taken Washington Park away from the people and turn it over to the Olympic Committee. Okay. And then every dumb TIF deal. And he did the same thing for Rom. Uh, then he gets caught. Now he's facing indictment, and, and Lori Lightfoot uses him to get, uh, you know, as a punching bag to get elected. And it's successful. And now all of a sudden, he, he's the lead. he goes back to his days as a counselor. So I have a little, I got to tell you, uh, Jeanette Taylor, I have a little trouble with Ed Burke being the face of council independence. Your thoughts? Agreed. Who's made more money off city contracts and being somebody's lawyer than Ed Burke? Nobody else. And so, but <clears throat> I always go back to this. When we were talking about the CARES Act money, and he was telling us that it was spent on the police. That was not nothing that was ever publicized. And until he said something, we did not know. And they were supposed to do door knocking. And I ain't never seen the police in my community knocking on doors. I, I didn't happen with me. So I'm, I'm confused. Now you the, the voice of reasoning, but he knows better which makes it worse. Like you knew better then, but now you really know better. But that's because you're on the out. So you might as well do right. Yeah, he's on the out. And notice the hair's getting a little longer. He's turning into a hippie. Next thing you know, he'll be doing a podcast in an alley and being a member, uh, a socialist uh, or an addict overlooking an alley, I should say. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that would be pretty funny. I don't think he's going to be a guest in this show anytime soon. Uh, Ed Burke. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Parkway Gardens, and um, this is a very interesting story. This is in your ward. Uh, why don't you tell folks a little bit about uh, what's going on in this issue? So Parkway Gardens is a block in the 20th Ward that stretches from 63rd and King Drive to 60, <clears throat> really 65th and King Drive. It's a 200-unit um a housing unit at some point it was where first lady michelle obama grew up it was co-opted at one time and it was a gated community um over the years it has passed over to different owners and they've disinvested in the families that live there the building receives a hud subsidy and it also receives money from ida and so low-income and working families live in this space um Related Midwest um, has owned it for the last eight years and have not done right by the neighbors who live in the community. And so <clears throat> for the last year and a half, myself, along with Senator Maddie Hunter, Cook County Commissioner Dennis Deer, State Rep Lamont Robinson have all worked together to try and <clears throat> um, make sure that those families are protected and get the resources they need. And so because of that fight, um, related management was going to sell. And so 
I had a conversation with the mayor about how is it that related management gets to mistreat families and low-income and working families, and we gift them with the 78 project down, which is what, a, a billion dollar, million dollar project? Um, and so that's, we gift people for mistreating uh, low-income and working families, is that what we gonna do? And so they've decided not to sell, but I have the word of the mayor and them along with HUD that they're going to create some real change in the community. And I'm there along with people like Pastor Morris, who is at Parkway Garden Church. You got Officer Maddox who runs Future Tides. Um, and other folks who want to wrap their cell project hood for Pastor Brooks who want to wrap their hands around Parkway and give it the support it needs. And thank you to those families. Because if the families had not brought it to the forefront, we wouldn't know what was going on in Parkway Garden. And so uh, do you feel that this is a case where actually the, the administration listened to you and did the right thing? We will see in the next six months. We will honestly see. I have a call with them very soon about how we are talking to neighbors in the place. Are they doing, how are they doing with the upkeep? What are they doing with security? Because what people don't realize is it was voted the most dangerous block in the city of Chicago. And a lot of the shoots and things that actually happen um, in that complex are not even the people who actually live there. But that story is never told. They don't talk about how the families have a piece of playground, no real grass. <clears throat> the program that supports the families that Officer Maddox run is run in a basement. And she could only accommodate probably 75 kids when there are 200 families. So this is a disinvestment in community members because of what they make and what they look like. And so I'm, I'm doing my job as usual to make sure that those families are protected and Related Midwest does what they want to do. Did I ever mention the owner of Related Midwest also owns the Miami Dolphins? And so people who could afford to do right by my community just doesn't. That's not okay. And they also, uh, as uh, Alderwood Taylor pointed out, uh, are right now looking to be the beneficiaries of a billion-dollar TIF deal to redevelop a huge chunk of land in the South Loop. A TIF that didn't exist. Don't leave that out. Yes. Uh, that was a TIF that didn't exist. Yes, that was a TIF that did not exist. Uh, it was created at the last uh, meeting of the Chicago City Council under Mayor Rahm Emanuel. And uh, I, I have to say this, you know, uh, that last meeting of the Chicago City Council has just brought us more grief. I know we're talking about how the mayor, uh, Lightfoot, really overstepped the bounds of propriety and uh, acted inappropriately. This is me speaking my opinion uh, when she uh, confronted you disrespectfully uh, on the floor of the city council. But that last meeting of Mayor Rahm and the Chicago City Council, and again, you weren't there, so I can't blame you, was so disrespectful to the entire city because that was the outgoing mayor of Chicago and a lot of outgoing aldermen uh, shouldering us with quite a bit of financial obligations, Jeanette Taylor, for these uh, projects in gentrifying areas. Public subsidies for projects in gentrifying areas that are already doing well don't need the money. The money could go to the 20th Ward, could go to Parkway Gardens, could go to turning some of these schools that they close and reopening them, you know, as uh, around-the-clock community centers. 
stuff that every mayor says that he or she wants, it could go to that. But instead, it goes to... to they promise that in their speeches when they're trying to get you to vote for them. I believe in elected school board. I believe in homelessness. I believe in open the mental health clinics. I believe in making sure people make a living wage. I want to make sure that people got a job. And then they get there and they do absolutely nothing. So anyway, that partly explains maybe the frustration of uh, Jeanette Taylor. Uh, now, Jeanette, the, I think it was a couple shows ago. I forget when. It was a while back. Uh, we were talking about the exchange uh, that you had with uh, the mayor regarding uh, projects if, she, if you didn't vote for her budget. And uh, I forget when exactly that went down. Uh, there's been so many confrontations between the mayor and Alderman. I can't keep track of them this all. This was the budget meeting at a Black Caucus meeting. And she basically said to us, if you don't vote for my budget for the next three years, don't ask me for shit. Yeah. And so I said to her, so I won't vote for a property tax increase that my community already can't afford. And you, we got enough cameras, that, red light cameras that we don't need to want. You're going to add more money to them for less speed. And because I, I want to agree, I, I, I'm going to protect my community. I'm going to be punished. And she was like, I said, I'm tired of people making promises to me and saying they're going to do this. And then they do. So I said, I never told you I was going to vote on your budget. I'm not going to vote on anything that hurts my community or makes them come out of their pockets when we're already struggling. So I never said that to you. But the thought that you would hurt my community because me and you politically don't agree says a lot about you as a person. Are you concerned that she may try uh, to punish you for what went down on Tuesday by uh, letting... She better not. She gonna have to answer to my community. She gonna have to answer to my community. That's that's what that is. And I'm not. I'm not concerned. She better not. Or definitely. You ain't seen a fire like the one I'm gonna start. You do not do that to my community. This is not me and you fighting because of some personal beef. This is me trying to protect my community. And any and everybody that knows me knows that I'm passionate. I talk with my hands and I speak from my heart and I'm listening to my people. Even sometimes when I don't agree with how they feel sometimes. I have the more obligation to do right by my community. And I, I, I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm gonna do what's right by them if I stand alone, and a lot of times I stand alone, but I came in this world by myself. Uh, and the final point uh, to all this, Jeanette, we haven't talked about this. I saw this was in the Sun-Times, I think it was. Uh, redistricting is right around the corner, and that's uh, every 10 years, the Chicago City Council uh, reapportions the ward maps of Chicago after the census to make sure that there's roughly the same number of people in every ward. And I've been following redistricting battles Jeanette in this city going back to the one they had in 1981. So I've been following these redistricting battles for a long time. And it generally, they look to punish an alderman. They like, well, this alderman didn't play along. We're going to get rid of him. And that's what they did to Fioretti, Bob Fioretti in 2011. Mm -hmm. I remember. Uh, and they, they remember. created the second ward, which is Hopkins ward, which is bears no resemblance to the old second ward. Uh, and that was their way of letting right. Fioretti know what the they thought of him. The was the gap. Yes. Yep. So uh, do you have any concerns? So do you have any concerns that they're going to do that uh, to you in the 20th Ward, redistrict it in such a way uh, to really threaten your reelection? 
So the Black Caucus has gotten us a lawyer. I've had several lawyers reach out wanting to help me. Um, I could either go east, high parkers love me. Um, I could go west. I have back of the yard in Inglewood. Um, I'm making ways in those spaces because I accommodate my Latinx part of the community. I make sure that there's somebody in my office that speaks Spanish. I make sure the meetings are translated in Spanish. And so, and I'm learning back of the yards. Back of the yards is a community that's tough because it's black and Latinx. And that community has never been able to kind of mend and blend the way it should because people take a, take advantage of it politically instead of getting both sides to work with each other and knowing that each other's issues are their own. And so um, at first I was worried with this, them going down to Springfield trying to get changed to 41 to 26 and now to, to 34, I guess. But <clears throat> I'm going to stick with the process. And if I feel like I'm being bamboozled, I'm going to call it out. I know the price for standing up for my people. I know the price for being honest. People have, good people in this country have given up their lives. I ain't going to be no different. I, I knew what this fight was going to be when I got here. But I know I can't compromise who I am and I can't compromise my people. All right, fair enough. Jeanette, thank you very much for coming on uh, today. I appreciate it. Uh, I first thought when I when I texted you yesterday that you were going to go, Ben, I've had enough <laughs> uh, talking about this. Not to you, to other people. No. You are a friend of this city. You are Chicago's, one of Chicago's very own. And that's just what it is. And nobody truth tells whether you like them or not, you always bring the truth. And you don't have that in media a lot. So I was never going to turn somebody who I feel like my brother is down. And I am exhausted. This phone been ringing this day too of interviews and talks. And it just went somewhere that I couldn't explain. And I owe it to the community. I owe it to the people to explain what happened and give them my side. Because the pictures don't look good. They look horribly bad. And it's like, <laughs> rest in peace, mommy. If my mother was alive, she would call me by my whole name, call me in the room and was like, did you have to do this, daughter? Like, I get you had a point to make, baby, but did you have to do it like this? Did you? And I would have said in my, 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 my child voice, mommy, she started it. <laughs> mommy, she got in my face. It wasn't me, it was her. Like, <laughs> so I, I feel the need to explain to myself and so people could understand. But my mother would be like, Jeanette Beatrice Taylor, come in. And I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown 46-year-old woman. But I would humble myself to my mother. And I humble myself to elders. But disrespect just ain't going to be taken in here, right or wrong. And what, what, and what I say to people all the time, what bothers me the most is I wouldn't have never did that to her, ever. I don't do it to anybody. So that's what it is. But at the end, end of the day, I need Chicago to stand up and make sure Anjanette Young get what she needs and what she deserves. By the way, I just want to remind everyone, Anjanette Young was a guest on this show as well. Uh, you can find that interview. Uh, it's a very powerful story that she tells about what would happen to her. And I'm, I'm definitely with uh, old woman Jeanette Taylor in this one. You got to make it right. And the, I think the city has done wrong. Uh, this is me speaking, not Jeanette Taylor. She has done wrong to Young from the moment those police officers burst in her room. Mayor Lori Lightfoot had, this is where she lost me. I voted for Jeanette. 
I voted for Lori Lightfoot. But when she got up there at that city council, I mean, at that press conference and said she had never heard about this case and started lecturing Gregory Pratt at the Tribune that he got his facts wrong when he had his facts right. And lied. And lied. Told a lie. And to be honest, she's never been a liar, I felt like, before then. She's always said, I don't like something. I'm not going to do something. I always felt like she was a straight shooter. I didn't like what she had to say, but I felt like she she was a straight shooter until the Anjanetta Young thing was it for me. It was, it was, that was it for me. Like, you can't be serious. Yeah. You say you I, didn't see it when they sent it to you? Say you didn't watch it. Say you don't remember. Say, let me get back to you because it, it ain't crossed my mind, but you openly lied. And so y'all continue to hurt this, this black woman. No. There is no way you can be confronted with what went down in that house in December of 2019 and say you forgot it unless you have Alzheimer's because just the notion, oh, the all I got to do, Jeanette Taylor, is tell somebody in the north side, you know, the naked lady, oh, every, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, that oh, the naked lady, yeah. Everybody knows that. They saw it on Channel 2, Dave Savini. Everybody knows that. So you, nobody believes that <laughs> she forgot it because you're not going to forget something like that. Anyway, uh, Jeanette Taylor, thank you very much for taking the time. Get some rest, all right? We need you uh, in the Chicago City Council. So practice some yoga. Do that stretching uh and take deep breaths you'll feel better you'll get over this uh and you'll have the strength to carry on all right Jeanette all right thanks man all right that's the great uh older woman Jeanette Taylor good friend of the show as I said I've known Jeanette for quite a while I remember when she was in the local school council of Mollison causing good trouble uh at Mollison as well and uh yeah, see my shirt raising hell man, all right you see my shirt uh, don't give me crumbs. I can't see the body. And tell me it's cake. And tell me it's cake. <laughs> yeah. Who's saying it? I can't see the... The good old the, folks from GSA sent it to me. <laughs> it, we'll close where we are. India Walton, God bless you. And Ma, Mother India Walton, great job raising that kid. That's all I got to say. Got that kid through so many trials and tribulations. And now she's going to be the mayor of Buffalo. Jeanette Taylor, thank you very much. Uh, I also want to thank uh, DJ Nate, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Lane Tech High School. Yeah, that's where he went to high school, uh, Jeanette Taylor. And uh, as I tell Dr. D, give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, Goal! 
You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.